You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Revolution After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Revolution After Show. Welcome. Welcome to the After Buzz show recap of NBC's Revolution. I am your host, Megan Thomas. And who are you guys? Hello, hello. It's Francesca Dugan here. Hey, Ryan Hooks over here right beside these two lovely ladies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So excited because I am... I'm excited too. I am so excited about this episode. I was... I will say this is probably one of my more favorite episodes. It was pretty good. Do yes. you want to know why? Tell yes, us. tell us because why. Because I love how there's like four distinct plots. Yes, I agree. And maybe that's the type A personality I have. I'm able to categorize the show in my head better, I think, because of that. Your ADD kicks in and you only get like 10 seconds of each plot and you're like, okay, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And you can bounce around. Yes, but here's the thing that I do. I fix my, like I always write notes, but I fix my notes in spaces. So I like write something and when it's when it I jumps down, I like go a whole bunch of lines down, and I'm like, okay, so each plot. So has your notes like, are categorized. Yes, it, and it makes me so much feel so much better. That's the ADD in me. This is why we're friends. Because I'm, I'm OCD. A. I have ADD too. I did it. I did it exact same way. Well, we are recapping season two, episode eleven, Mistos Padres, Oy. which means what, Francesca? My two fathers. Yeah. Why does it? Why does she have to tell you what it means? Because she knows Spanish. I could have told you that it meant my two fathers. I'm sorry, Ryan. I didn't realize you knew Spanish. If I knew, then I would have asked you. I could have took Googled it in it. eighth grade, apparently. Apparently, and <laughs> I did too, but I didn't know what it meant. That's so sad. <laughs> so, give me one word of your overall feeling for this episode. One uh, one word. One word. One word's too little. Just it, sorry. That's all you get. Action. Adventure. That was a really cheesy one word to follow action. I'm sorry. That's what came to my mind as soon as you said action. Um, no, I think the one word for me that would best describe this episode is intriguing. Mine is excitement. Yes. Yes. Brilliant. Yes. So we started this episode off in Spring City, Oklahoma. Yes. Um, last episode, we saw that Grace Beaumont is in this town. Shout yes. out to Maria Howell. We love you on uh, After Buzz. And... We see that she's the only person there. She says she's been living there since the blackout. Um, but then she said the day just keeps getting weirder because she has a visitor. It's Priscilla. God, what is Aaron's wife. How ex-wife. crazy is that? I, mean, I don't know if it's his ex-wife. They never formally got a divorce. Yeah, yeah really. Because <laughs> the former jurisdiction of divorce really exists in 15 years after a blackout. It's touchy, it's touchy. What did you just say? I feel like it's just, you take it as the word, word of mouth. Like, you know what? We're divorced. Okay, we're divorced. Okay, cool. (laughs) See you later. He does say that he was like, this this was was my wife. So he doesn't really say, I guess you can say ex-wife. He doesn't refer to her as his ex-wife. He left her, so. He did. He did. So well. He's not anymore. He's a changed man. But we see that um, the nanites have been affecting Priscilla as well. Yeah. They are the fathers and mothers of technology. 
of AI. Yes, and this is the the storyline of all of them. What well, not all of them, but this is one of the ones that I liked the best right now. Um, I like the the part where they talked more about the nanotechnology and how it's like a brain and how now it has these connective thought processes. Right. And they even did that cool little scene, which is very out of character for the show. But they almost did like this intro to X Men style. Shout out where they were showing all the nanites like lining up, so right. all the signals are firing together, and they're creating like this super brain. Right. That's why this was my favorite episode because of the explanation. Remember last episode, I was just like, I don't understand what's going on. Yeah, you were and getting so, some explanation. I mean, I'm a nerd, but I'm I guess I'm a semi nerd because I just wasn't getting it. But I realize now that you know, with the explanation from um, Grace, that this. This thing is like a brain. It's like yeah. a huge freaking brain across the entire world. And she also I, says, with Aaron and Priscilla being the parents, and of course she says their friend Peter too, um, help create this technology, that means that they're kind of like God. How is that any different from being God? Well, you know, if you, I, if you harness the power of this nanite brain. Well, I, I had circled when she, when she put, how is it any different than God? Because that's kind of weird to me that I didn't really understand that I understand like you know if you believe in God like things just happen you have to trust and faith and stuff like that but it kind of I mean it's kind of a physical thing whereas God is more see I took it differently you know I took this as her as Grace saying that the nanites are like God that they have this giant network and they're everywhere and they can control things and they know everything so they're actually this uncontrollable figure that you know, we don't know anything about. So right. they're the God, not so much that them as the parents, you know, as an Aaron and Priscilla are actually the God-like people because they created it. Right. Well, I was saying what I took from that was it's the same as you. The Nanites are in in a sense like a God. They yeah, can, they're You know, with their own mind, they can decide, you know what? It's going to rain today. You know what? It's going to tsunami over in you know, I'm gonna New Mexico. You know, I'm going to set somebody like, on fire. Right. Like, like I, in that sense. But what I'm saying is if you harness the power of the Nanites, you then become like God. Okay. You can tell them what to do. You could tell them, you know, make the seas rage or something. So aside from the, the three that we've been introduced to, do you think anyone else can have that power to harness these Nanites that they can use it? Or as because of the the process they use, is Priscilla, Aaron, and Peter the only three that have that potential? Well, I think at this point that would be it, That'd right? Be because the case, yeah. because the way Grace explains it is that you know sh- sh- her, Rachel, Ben, they were responsible for the body of the nanites, but yeah. Aaron, and now we know Priscilla, and Priscilla says Peter, those three are responsible for the brain of the nanite. Have we seen? Peter before no no yes no okay. not at, we don't even know if Peter's alive right from, from I, I, feel I feel like, like he's alive like, yeah, yeah he's, like a little he's, hang he's, alive. he's gonna show up because they didn't yeah. show enough of this plot line in this episode to have him you right. know they would have showed more of him if he was already dead I just yeah. like how the nanites are like matchmakers and brought back Aaron and Priscilla <laughs> together I, and you know what Ryan you were right because you were like maybe Priscilla had something to do with writing the code right, and you, did you did you were right you were very very right. right kudos to you I'm gonna mark this noted history the one time two <laughs> women told me I was right for saying something <laughs> please do it might be the last time honey. I'm, I'm sorry. sure it is probably the last time but I I was just intrigued by this and I also think this got me thinking obviously Peter's not dead because if he was they would have never mentioned, mentioned him. him yeah um so I I do think Peter's going to rear his head but here's the thing I think Peter's going to be evil that that's I have a feeling the same right. way too like he's yeah, going to be the evil parent and then Priscilla and Aaron are going to be like the good parent do you think maybe he's involved with the patriots in some way I don't know. I don't think the Patriots know the extent of the nanite no. technology right now. I don't think anyone really does. But right. I mean, we don't even know as audience members. So 
I don't think they know, but I think there's going to be something that happens and Peter's going to go to the other side and he's going to tell them everything. Look, you need to get Aaron and you need to get Priscilla and make them tell you how to harness Well, I mean, the they power. tried that already with Dr. Horn. He was trying to figure out this power. I mean, it was more for self-motivation. Right. But they sort of know to an extent that there's something going on and he's part of it. Right, but they don't know what. They don't know it. And at this point, they don't know where he is. The focus has moved from them as captives, right. basically, to other right. things. So, I don't know. I, I think that that's a very good potential for him to be evil, though. Right. Probably. Well, uh, uh, uh. Or he's already done something that we're just not aware of yet. Right. But, I've, I mean, obviously, Peter probably will show up if the nanites were telling Priscilla to come to Spring City. Peter's probably shortly behind. Very much so. We hope so. We hope so. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> to see where this goes. And plus, Maria Howell is in this. And we love her. Hi, Maria. I okay. you mentioned that. I know. Okay. She, like she's a fan of the show. Hi, Maria. She's a fan of AfterBuzz. So, we love her. Yes. We, yes, we do. So, moving right moving along. On topic. Let's stay focused. I know. On topic. Um... I think people should probably subscribe to us on iTunes. I think so, too. Um, so, people that watch the show, thank you. We appreciate you. Uh, you want to know what you can do to help us. So, we can help you. You can go on iTunes. You can check us out at Revolution, uh, at our AfterBuzz Network, uh, and you can rate us. Five-star ratings are the best. Leave comments for us, questions, concerns. What do you think of the episodes so far that's going on? What do you think is going to happen in the show? We want to hear from you. So, the best way that you can do that is to go on iTunes and check us out. Uh, AfterBuzz TV puts out over 60 shows a week. Free content for you to download, for you to watch, for you to enjoy. And we need your help. It makes the show more searchable. It makes us trend. makes us popular. And we like being popular here at iTunes. And we want to hear from you. Let us know what we can do for you. Yes. Check us out. Download us. Anything you could use, you can find us. There you go. Born to be loved. In okay. Spanish, Megan. I, I, I don't know Spanish. I got cut off. Oh, oh. Yeah, you got cut off. Okay, yeah. So if you paid attention, you obviously hear that these are the songs that were being played this episode. I love the Born to be Wild in Spanish. It's pretty cool. I love was. Ram Jam. So see, they're playing all the the greatest all hits the jams in Mexico, where it seems to be Mexico is a party place. That's a place you need to be. Who knew? Look at the pool party that's going on. I feel like Mexico is so much fun. I would not be in the U.S. anymore if the lights went out. I'm going to Mexico. I'm going to go pick grapes right. or tomatoes. Whatever the tomatoes. Tomatoes. It in has Mexico. to be the tomatoes. Yes. So Monroe, we see he gets captured. His son Connor turns him in. Idiot. And. The crazy part is that he's they're having kind of a bonding moment, don't you think? It's awkward and weird and fun at the same time. Right. But then we also find that Nunez, who is the cartel leader, is um, he's a psycho. He's obsessed with not being weak, which essentially means he's weak. That was awesome when Connor called when him Connor out said, Yes! When Connor said that, I was like, yes, you really are, Monroe. You must be. What yes. do they say? The loudest person in the room is the weakest. There you go. I'll be really loud. <laughs> well, you look like you're the winner. Hey, you know what? It's like, it's like they always say, if you can't beat them, lead them. Who said that? <laughs> I oh just gosh. said that. You know what? Okay, anyway, back to this. So, we see that Monroe is having this heartfelt moment with his son. Um, he's starting to like the kid, you know? He's in the jail cell, and he's trying to tell his son some words of advice, which is, your boss, Nunez, yes, he raised you, quote-unquote, yes, he gave you a home and fed you, but he's a psycho, and he will kill you, and he's, just run, get away from here. And, of course, being the hard-headed 
kid and the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. The Monroe he is. Yes. He, um, Connor decides to say, whatever, dad, you don't know anything. I'm going to, I got power. Sorry for you. You're going to get My sold. My 30 men. Right. And you're going to get sold. Um, what did you guys think about this scene, especially with Connor and his dad coming back together? The heartfelt moment or what happened after the heartfelt All moment? of it. Your thoughts. I liked it. I, I, I like I like when I see Monroe like the softer side of Monroe. Mm-hmm. When he like has these little moments of emotion and attachment to other things, you know, and he's showing more and more of that because I think it gives a lot of stock to his character. Right. I mean, because we've seen his a, a very large range of his character from when he was you know this power hungry right. tyrant from when he was evil guy to now he's like changing and he's becoming this like softer side and. I don't, like I said, it just gives power to his character. No, oh, it makes, makes you just make, want to go, oh. Oh, I just want to hug him. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, so after what happened, when Miles comes in and basically knocks him out and frees him, but he goes back in the cell because he's trying to help his son out. He's, like, doing the right thing for his son. Right. He's, making, That's, he's making decisions based on somebody else for a change. Right. I feel like a, a lot of people kind of switched roles this episode. Monroe, obviously, was the soft one, mm-hmm. the one with a heart and a conscience. And you see, you know, Charlie and her grandpa. Her grandpa is the one that's thinking irrationally, and she's she's rational. being smart. So, so you see and, and that even Aaron. Aaron's now right. not the runner that he was. He's more of a stand-up, like, do the right thing kind of guy. Right. So, I well, you know, when the scene where um, he's about to escape, and then he decides to go back in the cell. I was really confused at first, um, but then I guess why I'm, with Monroe going back to the cell? Yeah, I was like. Okay, I don't get it. But then I realized, you know, he was doing it so he could kind of show a softer side that way. You know, later on, you see Connor, Connor help him. But plain devil's advocate here, do you do you think it was, like, emotional or he's just thinking ahead? Like, he knows that if he's doing something yeah, now, point. then Connor's going to help him out later, which might be more beneficial as a whole to everyone to get out. Do you know what I'm saying? I oh. do. Do you? What do you think that it's what? I don't think it was. I think it was him in a moment making a decision to do something right for somebody else. I don't think he planned ahead to be like, oh, if I help him now, help me later. Because obviously right. he got whipped. Right. You know, he didn't see that coming. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he didn't. No, I think he, I think for a change that Sebastian Monroe really does have a heart. Now he has something to live for. Because you remember back when last season, what did he have? Once the Republic was gone, he really was lost. He just was like, what do I have? I don't have a family. I don't have anything. And now he has a son, and he has something to live for. And so I think he's excited about it, and I think his his fatherly gene has kicked in and his nurturing side. I, and I think he out. loves the, the thought of, like, leaving something to his kid. Because he's talked right. about the Republic, like, so many times in the last two episodes. And it's like, hey, we're going to do this together. Not right. you, not me, us. Like, we're going to do this as a father-son thing, and then you're going to lead all these armies, and it's going to be awesome, and we're going to, like, do stuff and maybe right. maybe play trucks and, like, Legos, you know, guy stuff. And that legacy, I think, is just so big for him. Because he's like, you know, you're right. Monroe. You're me, you're me. We're going to take this over. You know, who knew? Me times two. You know, the world's not ready for this. So mm-hmm. I, I think, I honestly don't think he was banking. I mean, being a, the manipulator that Monroe is, I can see what you're talking about. Like, well, you know, hopefully my, my son's kind of young. He's kind of pliable. I can probably help shape some of his view. I've planted seeds in his head. Like, you know, you're meant for better. So maybe he will, maybe he won't. But I don't think he knew the whipping was coming. Yeah. I mean, I was just playing devil's advocate, but I do think he was kind of doing something just a little bit to get him attached to him. Right. And I don't think he's doing it with malintentions. I think he's 
I mean, he does want to get out and he does want his son because he's really happy that he does have a son. Right. But I do think he was kind of just For doing it. For all the right reasons. Yeah. All the right reasons. Yeah, that was a selfless, selfless move to say, you know, <laughs> As he said. Go, go, Miles. I'm going to stay here. They're going to kill my son. And then what does Miles You're say? You're a dick. <laughs> Which is so funny because it's so true. Like, the one time you decide to be a good guy. You both he screw You screw us both. You screw right. your best friend. Right. Well done. Well done. Um, I was So when Connor's whooping Sebastian Monroe, did you think that was convincing enough for Nunez? No. We, oh, okay. If we want to talk about Nunez, <laughs> let me go back a bit. When he they're sitting down on the couch, like, talking and talking about what they're going to do with Monroe, mm-hmm. like, should we sell him, whatever. Well, he was asking, wait, so how did he escape again? Right. That was the moment I was like, there's no convincing. Nunez knows that something's going to happen. And so no matter what Connor does from now on out, it's going to be bad. Right. So I and and I did write on my paper, too, like Connor versus Bass, the relationship, because, you know, they had that moment and then uh, whatever. But like when he's whipping him, he really looks like he's like, I'm whooping you. Right. You know, I'm, I feel I'm like mad. Con- I don't. I felt Connor wasn't putting all his effort into it. Like maybe he could have whipped him a little bit harder. You know. I thought it was convincing. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. I, yeah. I think I think that was obviously it was a test that Nunez gave him to see like where where do your loyalties lie? Is it with me or is it with your biological pops? And I think you know Connor put on the show because his comment was, "Should we bury him or should we sell him?" Like. I thought Nunez was going to keep thought, going. Well, I thought, yeah, I felt like Nunez was about to whip him again. Like, it wasn't Well, I mean, this is, enough. you have to still, you have to understand that he's, what's the point? If you kill him, then they don't make any money. You right. know, like, at this point. But, I mean, what does Nunez care if they make any money? You know, like, they're no, but doing that's well. what I'm saying. No, they're not. I mean, there's, you can always have more money. When you're in charge of a nation of people, or when you're in, in charge, you're going to want more. But think, some Texas, think about the uh, the conversion rate. It's like three times more. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm That's kidding, what I'm, I'm saying. Kidding. If you obviously, if this you, is true, right? It's very true. Um, but I think you know he's like you're right. Obviously, any smart dictator knows money's better than no money. So mm-hmm. you know he's no good to you, dead. So I think that he he did a very convincing job. But I feel like the look that Connor gave to um, Bass was kind of like, all right, dead. You know, I'm playing the game. Like I kind of just felt like there was a moment there where I was like, Bass knows that his son is riding with him, but he had to make a look. Right. And I felt like Nunez gave Connor a look that made me think he didn't believe he did enough, or like he didn't whip him hard enough, or he didn't whip him enough times. I'm telling you, Nunez knew from that. From that yeah, from, conversation. I agree, agree, 100 with that. From the conversation when he kept asking, "Oh, that's what happened. That's what happened. Yeah. Oh, what do you want to do?" I didn't feel like Connor's answers were even convincing. Watching them, mm. so, I mean, maybe I'm unless just he that was good. maybe he was just pretending. You know, I don't know, who knows? Right. He's he's still a kid, so I think he you know he still has a little. But he's a Monroe. He's a Monroe. And so, of course, um, obviously, I think it kind of hurt Connor that he had to whoop his dad crazy like that. And so when he sees Rachel, he gives her the key. And um, stupidly, he doesn't hide well enough. Check the room. Right? Because uh, there's another guy that sees him. Come on, Connor. And I think that's his youth showing. Rookie. Right. Um, So they get caught again. They get caught. Epic fight, by the way. Yes, and uh, Mr. Monroe. Go on. Say it. I know you want to because it's about bugging me since the part two. He's just like kung fu fighting and his back's not even sore at all. <laughs> right. Like he couldn't walk it for Like he's trying to like, like old on. man put the shirt on. Like, Miles, help me. That adrenaline came out of nowhere and he was like, ah. He's like the Hulk. Fighting. 
Right. Yeah. I expected Miles to do most of the sword fighting, so. Right. He's still got that gangrene hand or whatever it was, right? Is it still like healing? I think he's, I think he's mostly good. Is it back now? He's back to normal? I don't think it was paying attention to his hands, but yeah, they, uh, yeah. I guess it's I, think, I, think so. I think he's back to normal and I think it's fine. <laughs> but we've got Whip back over there. Right. That, that was too much. I did right. like the comment that he made, though. He's like, he fights good, huh? And he's like all <laughs> impressed by his like, Connor right. fighting. And I thought it was good. I'm so glad. Now their you know, trio has become a quadro. Yeah, because all four of them escape. <laughs> right. A I'll... quartet, if you will. How do they escape? They keep escaping. I mean. Listen, if they don't escape, then what? We're shows why over. Do you, why do you think that they didn't kill Nunez? Because he had a moment there. He could have killed Nunez. There's not a point. Why? Because if... They're going to... He's going to run after them. Okay, fine. Then he's going to run after them. And we're going to have another storyline that you can write in the fifth section of notes. <laughs> in my fifth... No! Four, it's going to be another piece of paper. I can't do that. No odd numbers. No, no odd, odd numbers. numbers. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying... Though, On the se- back. Seriously, though. I feel like he could have... Because that's a loose end. I mean, we all know what happens. If you don't tap the loose end, it comes back in a later episode. Yeah. Duh. I know, but I'm saying they should have. I mean, Mexico, I'm pretty sure they're kind of deep in Mexico. They got a lot of road to trail to get back to Texas. So. So that can be like the great escape then. They can be like running out of Mexico to get back to Texas. And I'm just saying they should have killed Nunez. That would have helped them a lot. Right. I said, and the other thing I would like to note is that the. <laughs> is that Miles and Rachel were spooning. Yes, by the campfire. They're so like. They're Real such cute. a couple. Real cute. And did you guys catch. The comment that um, Bass made to Miles when they were in jail together and he says, you know, he's talking about his kid. He's like, I can't leave him. You know, you would have done the same thing for Charlie. Pause. Dramatic pause. Do you see? I've been saying this since last season. I think Charlie is really Miles' daughter, I, not his niece. I can, I, I've thought that before. I could agree with that. See, that's what I'm saying. I think that's really his kid. But then what about the son that was killed? Is that also his kid? No. I think that's really his. They didn't really look alike. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) they were both blonde hair, blue eyed kids. Well, I think that the son was really his brother's son, Ben's son. But I don't think that Charlie Charlie is. Because maybe that's why she went back to Ben then, because she was pregnant and had to, like, hide it. Probably. Like, hey, guess what? I got pregnant after two weeks of being home. No, How I convenient. I don't know what that... All I know is I, th- I really honestly think that that's... We're going to find out later. And just that little comment and that pause and the look that he gave him was like... But do you think that he knows? Him. Like, if it's true? I think he knows. Does he suspect or does he really know? I think he knows. I think he would have to know. But it's one of those things like, how could I ever tell her at this point that she's my daughter? How Like, that's... She was raised... To be right. my son, my brother's daughter. Like I can't, you know, that would tear Charlie apart. The most shocking news yet. Right. I don't know. We'll we'll find out. I guess we'll find out. But I think I'm right. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, so yes. And at the very end of this this plot, we see that Monroe is talking to his son. He's like, "Thanks for saving me." Son's having second thoughts, but I think Dad gives him the right pep talk and is like, "You and I, Monroe Republic, we'll do it." Do you think they're going to be able to do it? Yes. Really? Yes. I don't know. Yes. I mean, they're gonna... he said again. Yes. <laughs> they're going to they... have to kick the red, white, and blue cockroaches out. They've done but... it before, though. So, if you think about successful people in general, if they've had success at one thing, they're going to be able to have success in that thing again. So he knows True. he knows the things to say to people. He's very good at c- manipulating, controlling, whatever you want to call it. He's good at saying the right things at the right times. He, he did it right here when he said, "Hey, you and I were going to do this." 
his son immediately bought into right. it. He did the right thing by staying in the cell. His son bought into it. You know, obviously Miles is still with him. So, I mean, at some point, he's bought into what Monroe has to say. So Monroe is really good at getting people to buy into what Monroe has to sell. And I think he could easily do it again, especially still with the state of things, with the Patriots coming in. It's getting worse than it was when Monroe's around. Right. So why would they not want to follow him? Why would they not want the Patriots to get out of town? That's true, but I don't think Mexico is going to be joining them. Well, not Mexico. Don't think. <laughs> Definitely not Mexico. I think they're going to come back, too. I mean, obviously, I think it's going to be a problem. A thorn in their side. The Plains people will join the fight. Right, exactly. Because now you have to also have to understand, now people know that uh, Sebastian Monroe's alive. Because remember, they thought he was dead. Yes, this is true. So, And then the few people that found out he was alive, he probably killed them when he was fighting them. Now the word is out on the street that he is alive. To what extent, we don't know, though. But I'm saying they were already, you know, the comment that Connor made, he said in a couple of days, you know, it doesn't matter what you eat, because in a couple of days, somebody's going to come, you know, buy you. you. Anyway, so they got the word out. You know, Texas knows. Um, who else did they say? Mexico. Well, yeah, other yeah, parts of Mexico, Texaco, I guess. Mexico so, Mexico and Mexis. Texaco and Mexis. <laughs> Sounds like gas. Well, <laughs> petroleum. Okay, so Francesca's yeah. Francesca's got gas. <laughs> So Tesco Mexis, um, you know. So the word's out on the street. This guy's not dead. Uh, so there's going to be a little, you know. Now the Patriots probably are on on high alert because yeah. he's he's back. So yes, it's mm-hmm. exciting to see what happens with that. So then we head on over to Washington D.C. or former Washington D.C. and we see um, the Nevilles. Um. I don't know how I feel about Julia. I don't know. Do you guys think she is truly with her family, which is Tom and Jason? Or do you think she really likes her new plush life? She's she's up for Julia. You asked us last week. You said, hey, do you trust her? And both of us immediately said no. In unison, as we just did. We didn't even plan that. That was awesome. (laughs) And, And I don't trust her. I don't think you trust her. And she's only out for herself. Everything she's doing is for her. She keeps saying she's doing it for everyone else. But she has done nothing. At all, that's for anyone but herself. No, she. You remember, she said she was going with um, with Major Neville. She they had the plot to poison the original chief of staff. But that so she set that up. She's like, I'm going to walk over here. I'm going to talk to him. Blah yeah. blah. Distract him, and you put but stuff in this. That drink. still would have got her husband yeah, that, that's into a her. higher spot, right? Which essentially is going to help Tom. But then she said at the end of that, it wouldn't have mattered if they would have done it anyway, because her husband would have moved up. Not him. And if he moves up, he's not, you know, he's still behind people. He's still not going to get high enough for her at this I, point. I just, a mother and their son, it just seems like she does not care about Jason. Like, oh, not at all. There's no, like, there's no, like, I mean, this whole episode was about parents and stuff. There's no, like, feeling. Like, we, I, yeah, we don't see her. You any. can't trust a mother who doesn't like her child. But or she, care. but she originally was, like, she, well, I'll say last season maybe last she really time. right but a lot has happened i mean yeah, you know she's been left happened. alone got bombed after the bomb after she left the bomb i i feel like everything about her has totally changed and she became you know individualist if you will and looking out for number one and at that point i think she forgot about the family that she had because she had she to did, yeah she didn't know they were alive anyway so but now i think at this long. point she's too invested in everything else that she's not if push comes to show i don't think she'll do the things that she would need to do as a mother to show the love and care for her her husband and son. But here's the thing, because at the moment that her that Victor Doyle's office got raided, she could have said, "You know what? That Major Neville's been in the house. 
But that would have benefited her. But but here's the thing. But here's the thing. Because he was there to drop off the flowers and stuff. Remember? But that was way earlier. Okay, but I'm saying she could have said, well, she could have put the bug in her husband's ear that Major Neville was there. And so to me, if you're not going to say anything, I kind of feel like she might still be on Team Neville. I don't know. I I feel like, too, if she, I would think, though, if she mentioned something about it, then it would kind of like bring more eyes to the fact that she and him like if they if they're seen out talking to each other in public or whatnot they're like what's going on what's and if once people realize who that is then it's going to be problems yeah. so i think but she's going to not even mention his name or as best as she can you know i don't know but, but and then why does she go to the barracks camp to go see major neville and she tells him i mean cuz that's a lot of people a lot of soldiers that have just seen her come to true. his to his tent, walking with him. Why would she? Need, why would she even need to be there? That's the question that I would. If I was just a random soldier, I'm like, why is the chief of staff's wife here, talking to Major Neville? He doesn't even work for her husband. I, I agree. I didn't even. That didn't even like register my I brain. Disagree. She I disagree. Did that. <laughs> I, so I disagree. Wow. I know. Come on over wow. to this side. Yeah, you, can, you can go sit over there. I'm going to sit over there. Come on over to Julie, team, team Neville side with me and Julie. So I disagree. Um, in the aspect of if she would have said something about the office getting raided, said, hey, maybe it was Major Neville or Captain Neville at this point, that would have drawn unnecessary attention to her. Why are you talking to him? Blah, blah, blah. And he also then could have said, yeah, we were married. And all this backstory could have come out. About them, and that. But could he would been, never do that. He I know would, he wouldn't. He would never do but that. But it could, and if that's a, a risk that she's not willing to take, because she doesn't know where he's at at this point, especially after he stood up to her. Because you saw last week that she was all in his face and like do what I say, and this week he's like, you know what, I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do, and he kind of stood up to her more than she did, and she doesn't know where he's at. Other thing is they've seen they've been seen together before in multiple situations because of the relationship between Doyle and uh, Allenford. So everyone knows that he works for Allenford, and everyone knows that right. he interacts with her. So it's not out of place to see them interact. I don't know. And, I think And it it's is. in a public what? setting. Their dialogue has been very cryptic when they're around each other. You know, so it's, no one would suspect anything, and no one would think it was unusual I because mean, they've been out. That's, I was agreeing. That's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. I was agreeing with you on that part, except what you're saying, Megan, is that she walked out into the camp. Right. That's we- that is weird. That's what I'm saying, because she has no business there. Like, literally, you know, I'm an army bat, and I, I know how barracks work. Like, if if a woman comes in there, and she, what are you doing here? You're somebody, you're a high-ranking official's wife. You're in the barracks. You're coming to talk to Captain Neville. By yourself. By yourself. Even if it was information that had to do with your husband, he would never send it through you, his wife. He would have gotten one of his aides to come and talk to Captain exactly. Noble, right? So, my whole point is she went down there to warn him and to say, why would you do that? Why would you raid my husband's office? They're going to find you. That's She came with a warning message. She risked being there to tell him that. I Well, Only- I don't think she was, like, giving him a warning message. I think she was pissed off and she wanted... Yeah. Because I, I, I don't like her. I, <laughs> she's such a great actress because I do not like her character because I feel like, you know, she's, she's out for... Like we were saying, she's out for herself. So she went there because she's pissed and she's like... What the heck are you doing? Right. Blah, 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 blah. But she also says to him, they're going to find you. Like, they're, they're, they know who it is. They're going to find who it is. And so that's when, of course, Major Neville's like, or Captain Neville's like, hold on, wait a minute. It must be Jason. So now they're up in arms. They go visit Jason. Right. And she's, if she was, if it was okay for her to be around them, look at her. What's the first thing she does when they're with Jason and she, she sees? Hides. Exactly. She sees the guys coming. She hides. So she's not supposed to be with around them anyway. It's just a little awkward, you know what I'm saying? So, I I have to say I 
I feel bad for Jason the most. <laughs> I agree. He's the adult here. Everyone else is a kid because he, he says to them, like, you guys aren't listening to me. They're go- they're making reprogramming camps everywhere. Yeah, the, and they're worse than the ones he was at. V- way worse. In Willoughby, Texas. Scranton, Pennsylvania, which to me was hilarious. Scranton, Pennsylvania's always in the... They're always named in all of the political, like, the primaries and all of the elections because it's such a a place that you need to win over to win the presidency or any. Scranton, PA controls all right. of Pennsylvania. <laughs> so how funny is it that they're going to put the reprogramming camp right there in Scranton because you need Scranton to win the White House, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's really sad. Jason gets, you know, captured. How on earth do they know that Jason did it? Yeah, exactly. There's no video exactly cameras. They must use fingerprint technology. I'm joking. What? I, like seriously, what do you guys? How do you guys think they knew it was him? Yeah, no, they ask. Totally, they interview people. Like what? Yeah. That totally can. You know. My only thought was was that they were gonna find the, they were gonna search people's barracks and find the file. Like that was my thought. Like oh maybe they'll find it somewhere. They didn't show. Okay. You know. But they they, could have. If he had it, he might have put it in his locker, or you know, it might have been <laughs> sitting on the table like it was when he showed uh, Neville. Right. Maybe we'll find out next episode because Maybe. that was very, uh, right. Yeah, that was Say weird. Say what? Say what? So the reprogramming camps we find are also in Willoughby, Texas. And that is what Charlie and Grandpa Porter are trying to figure out. What are they building here? <clears throat> Excuse me. And they think it's a, what, a jail? Or yeah, they said it's something. probably prison. But I did like how uh, Grandpa, <coughs> what's his name? Porter. Dr. Dr. Porter. Dr. Porter kind of foreshadowed. He's like, the prison is the least of, like, the scariest things that it could be. Yeah. True. And he's so correct. Very dun, much. Dun, dun. And I love how, you know, how I said earlier, now Charlie is the adult and Dr. Porter is the irrational <laughs> one. And he's like, I got to save my friend Lloyd Welliver. Poor Lloyd's down in the, in the he, camp. But he's my friend. He's my friend. So Grandpa goes there and Charlie knows because she's like, You're, you know, mom's just like you. You don't listen. Neither one of you listen. And they get captured. But Ed... The guy in charge for the Patriots yep. shows them ah. people who are sick and they have typhus. What is typhus? So it's a bacterial disease. Do you yes. know more about um, it? It is caused by the rickettsia bacteria. There was a whole lot of medical jargon when I looked up that. Okay. And I couldn't what does it, it do, though? Like, I, I saw, like, it can make you, like, hallucinate. Yeah, hallucinations, kind of, like, like, skin outbreaks, chills. Like, yeah. Chill. yeah, just it just sucks overall. It's just like an old school disease, I guess, that you just don't want. Do you think around. they really have typhus, or do you think they, they're giving them something? Because obviously it was stuff in, that they put in the oranges from the last episode when we were asking, like, what's in the oranges? What are they? Do you think that's what it was? It has to be. It has to be because of the foreshadowing, the promo for next week when Rachel was like, no, this is, it's not airborne. It's not spreading. Yeah, it's not spreading. So it is the oranges. Right. Then. So obviously it has to be the oranges. I think that's, so. That's but you got to think in terms of the perspective of power. And... From the Patriots' perspective, how do we get people to get on our bandwagon? We give them something that they need. So if they're sick and they have a cure, they're going to love us because we got a cure. And I think the cure is going to be that drug that they gave Jason For that the they're going to get hooked drugs. on because I, then did, they're going to always want it. Didn't they? I don't know if it was in the preview or it was in this episode. Didn't they say, no, no, yeah, Jason said that they're building all these camps, but they're also going to wipe out a bunch of people too. Right. And so I think they're wiping out the people who are. 
we who got hip to the matrix and they're like you know yeah. you guys are we, they were not okay with this they're gonna wipe those people out they're gonna wipe certain sections of the u.s out because these people are non-compliant or they're just taking up space this is crazy it's crazy i'm it, gonna move to mexico what, if anything happens brain is going to explode that's why jason is like you guys don't understand how massive this is um so i really i, I think that the typhus they're i don't know if the that's what they were I think I don't know if that's what they're they're going to heal that with the drug. Or I don't think if, they're going to heal them at all. I think they're I think just they're killing kill off, off people, and then um, you know, like you said, there's a certain group of people they're going to kill off, and then they're probably going to keep like the young and uh-huh. the strong, and then they'll give them whatever they did because they're going to take them to the camps, or they they might use that like, oh, everyone's getting sick. We have these camps over here where you're not you won't get it. We have the doctors, and then that's where they're going to like. Oh, yeah, like, you need the vaccine. You're going to make sure you guys get the vaccine, and then it's going to be the drugs. And I think it's a great, like, again, it's a rallying point for the Patriots to get people on their side. Because when things like this happen, it doesn't, right. it's, it's about how over-exaggerated you can make it. Right. Like, you think about the Boston Tea Party <laughs> uh, and things like that. So, like, the Boston Massacre, like, it was, like, five to ten people that died. I don't remember exactly. Right. It was, like, a really, really low number of people that were died, but they're calling it a massacre. And it, <laughs> it's the hype around it. So, if... If this becomes four people that are sick that we've seen die, and now there's this huge hype around these four people dying, and you know we've got the cure, and come to us, we'll help you, we'll save you, right. we're going to be you know the guiding light for this new century that we're in, and everyone's going to get on board because fear is a driving factor for people that make them do crazy things. Right, right, and the patriots are coming off all nice and patriotic. So we've got oranges, and we're going to have shopping right. centers, and we've got the cure for the drugs. Why not Mm-mm-mm. get on board? And I think it should have been there should have been a sign once once they let Charlie and Doctor Porter go, like okay, we know you need help, but right, do you want us to be prisoners that help, or do you want us to be free and help you? Because yeah. we could still run. But I think the pep talk that Ed gave to Doctor Porter, which was, "This is our town. We got to save We've our town." You know, I think that probably you know as as kind as he is, I think that got him on board. Yeah, to help these people. Yeah, and they've and they've been through a lot together. And you think back to when Dr. Porter got involved, it's because they gave him a cure to a disease, right. and he was helping save people's lives. Similar situation. Very similar, just like how his wife died. And now he wants to help make sure nobody else's wife dies. Struck That's a chord awesome. close to home. Oh, damn, damn. Okay. <laughs> that sounds like ESPN to me. Oh, that does a little bit. Okay, let's get on to these predictions. <laughs> Now, you're after Buzz TV. They got new strobe lights. Yes. So we see in the promo for next week that the typhus outbreak goes crazy. Ah. And of course, Rachel comes to find out. She's like, it's not spreading. So that means they're being given this typhus. Like, it's a controlled outbreak um, from the Patriots. What do you guys think is going to happen? Do it. I mean, I think a lot of people are going to get sick and that's all I know. <laughs> I am not really sure. What do you think is how... going to happen? Well, let's go with the different storyline. What do you think is going to happen with Jason? I think Jason's going to go. Like, I think Jason's going to be like, something's going to happen where he's going to escape, and he's going to go to something, like to one of these camps, and try to figure some more things out. And he's going to be more involved, I think, in the story. Because he was very back into this right. this part of the story the last couple of weeks. I think his portion of the storyline is going to be moved out, and he's going to go do something about these camps. Because you can tell he's really right. passionate about it. Right. He's been through the experience. And he will do something. Okay. He will act, if you will. What do you guys think about Monroe, Miles, Rachel, and Connor? 
the revolution begins. Well, obviously they make it back. But what do you think is going to happen with Monroe and his son? His son's now going into a new land as a new person, uh, a new identity, which is Sebastian Monroe's son. He's Connor Monroe now. Right. What do you think is going to happen with him? I don't know. I think that they're going to be best friends. Besties. I do. I, I see that, you know, obviously Monroe has ambition, and I see Connor wants to have ambition, and I think he's going to learn a lot from him. I think he's going to start learning things that he didn't really think about in his position, and I think that's going to make him trust Monroe a lot more. Uh, I think Monroe's going to do some more selfless things for him, right. and I think they're going to have a, a good, cool, fun father-son relationship. I think... Connor and Charlie are going to get together. I think she's going to hate him at first. Like, he's such an a-hole. And a buttheads. Right. And then they're going to be together. Well, I like Charlie I like the, and Jason. But, that's, but here's the thing. So I, here's what I, I think. I like Charlie Love and Monroe. I think, exactly. I think Jason is going to escape somehow. Dad's going to get him out um, from Doyle's hands. Or Julia's going to say something and say, that wasn't him. It was somebody else. Or then She might just say that it was Major Neville that was the one that broke in. They might you know, use that because they're like, we don't want our son to be right. So I think Jason's going to escape. I think he's going to find, make his way to Willoughby somehow, some way to save them. And I think he's going to meet up with Charlie and it's going to be love. Love But she's already going to be so deep in it with Connor. So she's going to be like, what the heck do I do? I think you're crazy. I'm telling you, this is what's going to happen. I know it. I feel it in my bones. Mark this moment, folks. Mark this moment. That's what's going to happen with them. Okay, and what about Priscilla and Aaron? Peter's showing up for sure. For sure. Bo show. Bo show. I hope so. I want to see more of that. I I wish they would have given us more this week. Like, I was so soaked on the little bit that they gave us, you know, with all this uh, godlike technology and the networking, the nanites, and this humongous potential that it has. So, yes. And I think, um, I agree with you. I think Peter's going to show up. Um, but I do think that somebody's going to die. I think it's going to be Dr. Porter. Oh, yeah. It did kind of look like Because it does kind of look. And let me tell you why. Because I feel like We're due for a death. Right. We're due for a death. And I don't think there's no. anything else you can do with Dr. <laughs> Porter. Because at this point, you know, if they overtake the Patriots and they get rid of the Typhus, what is there for Dr. Porter to do? I think he's going to die. He's going to go gotta back die. to seventh heaven and enjoy his life. Seventh heaven. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, this is so That's exciting. It. I can't wait for next we're done. week. Yes, where can we find you? You can find me at RyanHooks92 at Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, and also on the Snapchat. Hit it up. XOXOZESCA. And as always, uh, you can find me, Megan Thomas, on Twitter, Facebook, and that Instagram at MegScoop, like Scoop of Ice Cream. Don't forget to follow us and subscribe to our iTunes podcast. That five-star and let rating. Us, exactly. Comment. Let us know what you think. Yes, and we'll comment. see you next week. We like you liking us. Bye, Revolutionite. Later. Bye. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 